News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Well, welcome to episode 132 of the Luke Macias Show. We don't have a video. Uh, The video crew took Labor Day off, and um, unfortunately... The people that do the video work here believe in like celebrating communism with Labor Day. So that's unfortunate. I tried to petition them to be freedom-loving Texans, but oh well. I'm actually recording this on Sunday evening because tomorrow is Labor Day and I am flying to somewhere in Texas because, I don't know, I believe in working on Labor Day. I really do. One of my former employees and I were talking last week and he's working somewhere else now and uh they give everyone Labor Day off. And I said, you know, this is like your first Labor Day to not work because I don't really believe that Labor Day is a thing. Technically, they were allowed. And I should also specify that I gave, I have given my employees throughout time a lot of vacation and flexibility with that. But I told him, I said, you know, this is like the first Labor Day. You're really going to like fully celebrate the way the rest of the world does because I'm like, don't really believe in it. And he said, yeah, Luke, you are kind of like the reason Labor Day is a thing because you never gave me off for Labor Day, which I technically did give him off, but I would also maybe expect him to answer my calls and potentially work during this time. So for those of you that are listening to this after Labor Day and you celebrated it, that's fine, I guess, maybe, I'll forgive you. But today we're going to talk about abortion, not Labor, not Labor Day. Okay. The Texas Heartbeat Law, or Heartbeat Act, got passed into law, and it has caused a pretty significant amount of controversy, and I will say for the good. So I want to kind of back up and talk about where we are at today. So we passed a heartbeat bill, but the heartbeat bill in Texas was a little different than the heartbeat bills in the rest of the country. And there is a general strategy that has been employed by a lot of the pro-life movement which is to basically try to find a way to put the Supreme Court of the United States in a tough spot, in a difficult position. Um, No one believes that the Supreme Court, as it currently stands, would overturn Roe versus Wade, would literally say, this is not good precedent and we are going to stop killing our children. That is not there. Those people are not there. If you want my honest opinion... Thomas and Alito, probably definitely with us. Gorsuch, maybe. But as we've talked on this show, Gorsuch has some crazy ideas like men becoming women and women becoming men. So I don't know that he'd be with us, but he at least is willing to overturn precedent very quickly. So maybe three. And then let's say, okay, Amy Coney Barrett, okay, that's four. But I don't know that she's with us. And in fact, nothing she's done so far on the Supreme Court has said that she's ready to overturn Roe v. Wade. So the idea has been, how do you make things difficult to where they maybe let certain laws stand, which kind of opened the door to quasi-overturning Roe without overturning Roe? We're basically playing this dance with the Supreme Court of the United States. And in walks the Texas Heartbeat Act, 
which basically gives you a civil cause of action against anyone who contributes to the abortion of a child with a detectable heartbeat. So just so you understand the way this works, when a woman goes in to get an abortion, the abortion doctor, let's call this the murderer, okay, uh, and he conspires with other people often to murder this child. But he is supposed to look for a heartbeat. And if he doesn't hear a heartbeat, he can put that down in his notes. Oh, didn't hear a heartbeat. And now he can abort the child. Okay? Um, but if he does hear a heartbeat, now he can't abort the child. Now, what this bill does is it says that if you are aware of a child that has been aborted, then you can then, and let's say this child was eight weeks or 10 weeks or 11 weeks or 12 weeks post-conception, which means they had a detectable heartbeat. Detectable heartbeat is around like six to seven weeks, okay? I'm not a doctor, but I don't even play one on TV. So if they do have a detectable heartbeat, and you know that at the time they did, then you can then sue the abortion doctor. You have standing in court for a civil cause of action against the abortion doctor, against anyone who drove that woman to the abortion clinic, against that woman's best friend who helped pay for the abortion. Whatever you know, you can use to sue everybody but the mother, okay, in that instance, just so you kind of understand the law. And I think I did it justice. So if somebody out there is like, no, Luke, there's this little thing you forgot, just send it to me and I will gladly offer a clarification. But I think this gives a good 30,000 foot view of what the heartbeat law does. And so this goes through the federal court process. And what happened was um, it's been misreported out there, largely by just a bunch of left-wing media who are trying to freak out the whole nation, that the Supreme Court of the United States upheld the Texas heartbeat law. And that's not what they did. What happened was... Um, a provider went to the Supreme Court of the United States and said, I need an injunction against this law. I have irreparable harm. You have to stop this law from going into effect on September 1st. <clears throat> and what the Supreme Court ruled is that, no, the party in this case has not presented evidence that justifies an immediate halting of this law. And that ruling was a 5-4 ruling. So let me first talk about the, the thing you should take away. There is no instance in which John Roberts will even kind of think about undermining Roe versus Wade. He believes Roe versus Wade is settled, that it is a fundamental right that adults have to murder little children as long as they're not born. That's what he believes. Even in this instance, because this was not a ruling to uphold the law. This was a ruling, does this person have irreparable harm? Do we need to stop this right now? And John Roberts said, yes. So, let's take him off the field as far as one who's even potentially with us. I don't care for those of you who think, oh, well, John Roberts is good on the Second Amendment. He's, I mean, he's pretty good on the First Amendment, okay? Well... If I'm allowed to do that, but a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, and we can murder children endlessly, that's not a good society. John Roberts is not your friend. He's not an ally, period. So let's talk about the five remaining ones. The five remaining ones wrote an opinion that says that the party in this case just didn't present a good enough argument to require um, a halt to this law. But they specifically said in the ruling, this is not a constitutional ruling on the law itself. Now, maybe 
Justice Thomas, Alito, other people would have just said, yep, this stays in effect and this is a ruling as constitutional stance. Maybe Gorsuch was there. But I believe that in order to get the five votes, they had to put in this ruling, hey, look, this is not a ruling on the constitutionality. They made it very clear. And partly that was also the case before them. Um, and then all you lawyers out there can say, well, here's my thoughts. Okay, cool. Good for you. So the Supreme Court rules that this is going to be allowed to go into effect. Now, what we have yet to know is how many people will actually not get an abortion. How many women will not get an abortion? How many doctors will not abort that child? If you're a woman and you just don't tell anybody you're getting an abortion and you go meet with an abortion doctor and that doctor aborts your child, there's not a whole lot of liability under the Texas law. The doctor's not going to sue himself. You're not going to sue the doctor. And nobody else is going to know if you didn't tell the guy who got you pregnant that he had a son or a daughter. And if he never knows, then you're going to be allowed to legally in Texas kill that child. You're going to be allowed to get the assistance of an abortion doctor and a nurse. And as long as nobody knows, then nobody will be able to sue you. So you will still be okay. And I lay that out to tell you the reality of it. If you're a Texan out there that says, hey, no single child will be aborted in Texas if there's not a beating heart or if there is a beating heart. You're, you just need to know that that is not the case. And that is not even really how the law was intended to be. The law is written to call the Supreme Court of the United States bluff. And in that way, I do think it is going to be a very helpful vehicle. We are going to basically put the Supreme Court in a position where they have to even, they have to give us a signal. What are you going to say? They already have the Mississippi law, I think it is, the 15-week ban that they're taking up and considering. So that's an issue that they're, that's on the docket. They're going to be making some rulings, and we're going to get to that in a second. What does that mean? Some of y'all don't know this, but I was born in 1990. Do the math. I'm 31 years old. I was born on January 22nd. For anyone who's been in the pro-life movement, actively involved within this movement, if you have and you still don't know the answer to this question, then I'm sorry. But for most people who have been involved in the pro-life movement, you would know that January 22nd is the date in 1973 that the Supreme Court made the erroneous, grotesque, and inhumane ruling Roe versus Wade. And 17 years later, my very premature little butt came into the world. And this has been an issue that I've cared about ever since. The child in the womb is a human being. You and I can talk about that. In fact, I would love to talk to any of you who disagree. I have talked to, I would say, well over 100 people in the last several years, specifically one-on-one -on -one about abortion who I disagreed with. Not preaching to the choir, not all the pro-life people, of course, I've done that, but I have sat down one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one -on -one or three-on-one -on -one or ten-on-one -on -one with pro-abortion believers on college campuses, in front of the Alamo, in the state capitol, and talked about this issue. 
It's something I care deeply about because I know that those children are children. They're little, innocent children. And the way we treat the least of these literally reflects what we believe about all of us, about our Creator, about our God, about ourselves, about human dignity. It's the same reason why this transgender issue is so important. And why, yes, I am really mad at anyone who acts like it's not important and who doesn't see it. Roe v. Wade is disgusting. It declared an entire class of people not humans. And in other times in human history, when that has been done, we look back on it and say, wow, that was wrong. It was wrong the way we treated those people with that skin color. It was the wrong the way we treated those people from that other country that immigrated here, be it an Asian country or Ireland or forcibly brought over on slave ships from Africa. Wrong. Wrong because those people had worth and dignity. So what is some of the aftermath of the Texas RP law? First of all, Greg Abbott is staying largely quiet. I think he's made like one social media post. This is not something that he's really shouting from the rooftops. And his poll numbers have, have sank significantly over the last several weeks. Now, we've talked about this on the show, but he politically is in a really difficult spot in that he's never competed for Republican votes. So he's always ridden the middle. He's been a very moderate individual from his, through his entire time in politics. And now he's being challenged by Don Huffines, Alan West, and Chad Prather. And that is causing him to shift to the right. But he's basically trying to shift to the right enough to appease all the conservatives. To put them at ease without actually doing anything. Because he's also very concerned about how people in the middle see him. And even people just to the left of center because he's always prided himself on being able to appeal to those people. Well, now he's in a situation that he's trying to keep everybody happy and it's stretching him. So this is a good example where the text harpy law goes into effect. Everybody claps except for Greg Abbott. He's really quiet. Um, and it makes sense because he's just, he doesn't want to be in the headlines. Abbott says X and then a bunch of suburban college-educated white females and males look at it and go, ah, I don't like that guy anymore. So he's largely quiet. Uh, David French, national commentator, Texas Alliance for Life, I mean, they literally oppose this law. David French had an incredibly disturbing article he wrote, and I'm actually pulling it up while I talk here, but incredibly disturbing. Um, so I wouldn't even recommend reading it. But here's what I want you to understand. When you read articles like this from people like David French, who are opposed to this idea, they say this, and this is going to get into the kind of the crux of this conversation that we, or I'm not really having a conversation, right? I'm just talking. But the crux of the message today is that abortion is murder and you have to understand that before you know how to deal with the issue. So in David French's ridiculous op-ed. He writes, strategies designed to ban abortion do not necessarily help end abortion. Now, if abortion is the murder of a child, okay, I want you to insert that in. Strategies designed to ban the murder of children do not necessarily help end the murder of children. Let's take slavery. 
strategies designed to ban slavery do not necessarily help end slavery. This is an insane perspective. It is absurd, and it it requires you to literally turn off in your brain what you're talking about. What is abortion? You have to stop. You have to think of it as the societally accepted thing that we just find distasteful and would like to see less of. And that's not actually true. One of the questions that's being asked with the Texas Heartbeat Act is, do the ends justify the means, right? And this is asked by all sides, by David French, but it's also asked by even people to the right of this law. Abolitionists would say, this law is still unjust. It allows children to get killed in Texas. Why are we doing that? Do the ends justify the means? Well, that the first question is, what are the means that we're going for? What is our end goal? And here's the truth of what I think our end goal is and has to be. The equal treatment of the unborn child. Now, why did I say the equal treatment of unborn child and not the ending of all abortion? Because we exist in a fallen world, in an evil world with evil people that do evil things. Here's my point. We do not have a goal of no murder in America, period. Now, it is not to say that we would not like that to be the case, but when we're crafting policy, we don't say, hey, how do we make sure that no one ever gets murdered? That's the stupid idea. There's a movie about it. It's called The Minority Report, okay? And that's where Governor Abbott got his contact tracing idea when he blew tens of millions of dollars following everybody around and calling everybody and checking in where they were and trying to trace them all down so they could catch them before they got somebody sick. But Minority Report with Tom Cruise literally sets up this idea of what if our goal is nobody ever gets murdered. It's a stupid idea. You should never try. So why make murder illegal? Because you are a human being with dignity and if someone takes your life, they should be punished. Now, we also think that the more severe the punishment for killing someone, the less of it you get. That's why we have strong laws against murder. The goal we are shooting for is the unborn child being treated the same as you and I. And it doesn't mean that no one will ever get an abortion again. In fact, did you know that there are people who are going to get abortions? Even if the Supreme Court of the United States said Roe v. Wade was wrongly decided, we're overturning it, which won't happen, by the way. But if it does, praise the Lord, abortions are still going to happen the next day and the next and the next. Should people go to prison? Absolutely. Yes, you should go to prison for ending the life of an unborn child for a very, very, very long time. But they will still happen. The goal is not zero abortions. And that's why David Wrench makes this stupid argument where he says, well, less people are getting aborted, so what we're doing is working. No, that's not true. What we're doing is not working during the civil rights era, you're like, well, look, they're drinking water. Yeah, sure, it's from the water fountain that, like, they have to go around the back of the building to get, and nobody else has to do that. But, hey, 
This is all working. It's not working. They're not treated like any of us. This child has a unique DNA. Did you know that if, if you came to a crime scene and there was an unborn child and a mother and you started doing tests, you'd say there were two people here. We all talk about this, but when two people die, if, you're, if you want that child, somebody murders your wife and your unborn child, you, they can go after him for double homicide. Because we have this weird society where if you want the child, the child is a human being. Did you know that? Did you know that our laws literally reflect a sick idea that your humanity is tied to how much you're wanted? Did you know that that's not true? Did you know that if nobody wants you, if you think nobody wants you, did you know you're just as valuable as me? Did you know you're just as valuable as anybody else walking on the street? Did you know that our laws say that you are still important and valuable and have just as much worth as anybody else? And if somebody shoots you in broad daylight, they're going to prison. They don't go walking around and saying, who knows this person? Anybody want this person? Did anybody like this person? Does anybody care that they're gone? Before deciding to press charges, it's done. Nobody else has to bring a civil cause of action against the other guy or go after the people that gave him the gun or the bullets or told him where you were. No. That guy's in prison because he shot you. I don't know if you're following this example, hopefully. You're, I hope you're not sitting there going like, oh my gosh, I'm shot in this example. I should probably say something else. But here's the point. Our laws reflect unborn children or human beings as long as they're wanted. And that's not true. The ultimate goal is that our laws reflect equal treatment for unborn children because that is the, that is the only just society that can exist. Our goal is not zero abortions because zero abortions is never going to happen. What we would love is if no child was ever aborted. What we would love is if nobody was ever murdered. What we would love is if there were no death of any kind. This Sunday, my children will be baptized at Trinity in San Antonio, the Lutheran church plant that my wife and I are members of. This is a celebration of the finished and complete work, an acknowledgement of the complete work and the promise of Christ on the cross. And do you know why we believe that? Because we long for a day of no more death. And scripture says death has been defeated. But that was done by Christ. We are not going to cause that to occur based on a couple lines of code in the law. There will still be death on this side of eternity. The goal is that the unborn child be treated equally because that's what they deserve. And I just want to kind of Bring us back to that reality as we watch what happens. The Supreme Court is going to have to make rulings in the next year or two. And here's the last statement. Are we willing to stop killing babies? Are we willing to start treating them equally? Because I'm telling you, I my money is still on the fact that the Supreme Court is not going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And Republican states are going to have to just stop allowing babies to get killed by the law. 
They're going to have to start arresting abortion doctors. They're going to have to start closing things down and telling the feds, if you want to come, send the FBI, that's fine, but we're done. Republican sheriffs in Republican counties need to just start arresting these doctors. I'm telling you, that's what has to happen. And I believe that at the end of the day, if you want equal treatment of the law, we're going to have to start pushing back in this. We can't wait for the Supreme Court. That's what I believe is going to happen. Are we willing to start treating these children equally? Because that's what's required. I hope you have a blessed week. Even if you did celebrate Labor Day, I forgive you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Do you know someone between 18 and 25 years old with an interest in public policy, effective civic engagement, political accountability, and Texas history? Then you've got to tell them about the Texas Scorecard Fellowship. Applicants need only to demonstrate a commitment to foundational conservative principles, strong character, and a committed work ethic in order to be competitive. This fellowship does not require applicants to be enrolled in a college or university, and fellows will be paid a $2,000 monthly stipend for the duration of their fellowship. At the end of the program, the ideal participant will leave equipped with the knowledge and the skills to effectively and meaningfully communicate through multiple media formats the public policy process of the state of Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas.